0: place to be right now streaming live with another 60 minutes of thought-provoking topics sharing with you conversations that are relevant today tomorrow and in the future join me each week on thursday mornings at 10 a.m australian time aest 5 p.m wednesday pt hello los angeles if you miss the live show jump onto your favorite podcasting platform and you'll find me on tracy tully talks we do have some adult language. So if you have some little ones around, pop on your earphones. And hello and welcome to Tracy Tully Talks. And our beautiful guests with me here today, we have Denise Michelle and Michelle Dewsbury. Welcome, ladies. Lovely to see you on Tracy Tully Talks today.
1: Hi lovely there. to see you too. Hi. Thank you so much for having us, Tracy. That's our pleasure. Now, I'm just going to talk to our listeners and explain
0: what we're doing today, because this is a little bit different to what I normally do on our radio station. So what we're doing today is we're going to be talking about a business that the three of us have started called Seth Student Economic Forum. And the reason that we're talking to you about it is because we want to start educating our listeners into what we are doing and why we're doing it and the brilliance of this project that we're doing. So the Student Economic Forum is about collaboration, co-creation and connection, and our patrons are Dr Harbin Aurora and Sir Vinay Ray. Now, it emerged from our participation, the three of us, in the Cairo uh, Women's Economic uh, Forum Conference in March last year, and we all met up. So in the true spirit of WEF, being philanthropic and non-profit and collaborative, we came together to join up, to start what we felt was a a much-needed program. And what happened, just a little bit of background to that, is that uh, on the first day I was speaking and after I spoke, some university students from Cairo approached me and they said they'd love to be able to learn how to speak on the stage. And so after 12 hours, we met again and uh, we met with their university presidents and some presidents and uh, their tutors, and we all spoke about the possibility of how we were going to do that, and we committed. We committed to do that. So we committed to their desire to speak confidently on stage. So uh, during the program uh, of events that uh, carried on there in Cairo, we met And from there, we decided to do CEPH. So I'm going to introduce each one to you, and they're going to tell you a little bit about themselves, what they do, and then we'll talk to you about CEPH. So Denise, i will like to uh, introduce you first. Tell us where you're from and what you do.
2: Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, I am Denise Michelle. I am located in a little mountain community right outside Los Angeles called Topanga, um I I serve in the realm of transformational work. Um I'm a master healer uh utilizing something called rapid transformational hypnotherapy, getting into the subconscious. Um I'm a self-love expert. Um I'm branded as the self-love alchemist, so I really bring in I would say, gosh, at least at this point, over a dozen different modalities that I've studied over the last 20 years into my work, which creates the alchemy in healing um, and transformation. I serve um, entrepreneurs, and typically that's more of like what I call the soulpreneurs, um, healers and influencers, and people who are some of the brightest lights on this planet um, who are in service and really helping the collective rise. It's really fun, interesting, deep, integrative
0: work. <laughs> and where can listeners find you if they want to um to uh, contact you?
2: Sure. Yeah, they can look at my website at bridgethelove.com or my Instagram, which is Denise Michelle XOXO.
0: XOXO. All right. Lovely. Thank you so much. Now, Michelle Jewsbury, how are you, Michelle? Would you like to tell our listeners where you're from and what is? Is it that
1: you do? Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Tracy. And Denise, Michelle, you're absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to be a part of this and a part of stuff with both of you. Wonderful ladies, Tracy, you are wonderful and um, so supportive. It was amazing to meet both of you. Well, I knew Denise, Michelle a little bit, but to to meet you uh, in March of 2020. Um, And the reason why I was at the Women's Economic Forum is because we were all speaking there and uh, what I do, fast forward my story until about 2011, I move to Hollywood, California to be a movie star. And uh, things are going well for me. I, I love it. I'm starring in independent films and, and doing commercials and plays. And it's, uh, it's all going where I think I want to go with life. And my dreams are starting to come true. Well, I end up meeting this boy. Who swept me off my feet? Uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, very attractive uh, entrepreneur, and he courted me. He sent me flowers and gifts, and um, took me to ball games and concerts. and And I thought that this boy, we'll call him Paul, was my prince charming, my knight in shining armor, the man who was going to. Rescue me from the mundane reality that life offers. And lo and behold, um, that relationship drastically shifted. And I ended up in a very abusive relationship with Paul for four years where I endured psychological manipulation, financial abuse, physical violence, and um, a lot of psychological and um, emotional hurt. So what happened after that is the reason why I was at the Women's Economic Forum. And I ended up escaping that relationship in roughly the end of 2015 and sitting in front of my computer, very similar to what you guys are doing at home, sitting and watching this. And uh, I started to write and write about my story and write about what happened to me with Paul And when I did that, it started to come out in a play format. And I performed a 65-minute solo play about my experience in 2016. And then I decided that I had to do something even more because people were coming up to me and telling me their stories of abuse and trauma and overcoming past pains And I started a nonprofit organization called Unsilenced Voices to help survivors of domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. Right now we work in Ghana, Sierra Leone, and Rwanda, and we are working to expand to the United States and possibly Australia, who else knows, um, where we can help survivors educate the community and provide resources uh, for healing. And then from there, I wrote my first book called, But I Love Him, and I have been speaking on stages and coaching people to have them overcome their pains and and transform their lives into something even more than what they could even imagine. So again, Tracy, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And for some of our listeners, you may remember uh, us speaking together last year
0: in depth about uh, Michelle's journey and and what uh, she has done since then. But today we are meeting here to tell you about our plans for the future and what we're doing. So as I mentioned to you before, the Student Economic Forum formed when the three of us, us uh, gorgeous gals, met in Cairo and uh, we bubbled up and, and formed this group, a Student Economic Forum. And we see ourselves as thought leaders and representatives of entrepreneurship, fostering and empowering connections among women university students and welcoming men as well who support um, uh, women's leadership and across cultures and beyond borders. So we have each a different role within this program at the moment, and uh, right now I'm going to ask Michelle to tell you a little bit about our first voyage into entrepreneurship as the the group or the company Seth. Uh, in terms of the women's conference we're having in March. Michelle, would you
1: like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I am so excited to share with your audience. Um, This is going to be an amazing event. Uh, We are putting together an international women's conference to collaborate, to speak, to inspire people, to use their voice, to help students, to help young children, to help people our age and older, to overcome their their past, their traumas, their obstacles, so then we can all speak and share with each other, so we can all feel in order to heal. And uh, we are looking to inspire young individuals to use their voice to make a difference. And I think that that is one of the most important parts about CEPH, is inspiring our youth um, our students to speak up, to speak up against injustices, racial discrimination, uh, you name it. There's a lot of different injustices as we know around the world. Um, so, this platform, um, now you know 2021, but because of 2020, everybody's using virtual platforms, and this platform we're going to be hosting. Um, uh, like 15 to 18 different speakers. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of inspirational women who around the globe who have inspired and used their stories to make significant change. And uh, we're going to be encouraging you as an audience to come and learn and listen and take notes. And this is for you to help you and encourage you to really make sustainable change on the planet
0: great thank you and uh, Denise would you like to tell us how you see uh, how you see Seth helping our university students across the globe? Yeah, absolutely
2: um, this is you know it's funny because I actually had a vision of starting a nonprofit, three years ago when I, when I really um, dove into my coaching business and I even created a scholarship program in my company called with, with bridge the love um, to mentor university age students. um, Because I was invited to be a mentor um, at a program called leap. And that was at UCLA. And I had so much fun and I loved the demographic and how, how would I know a year, less than a year later, I would be in Egypt with these beautiful women sitting and having tea. And this idea just comes out of Tracy's mouth, you know? (laughs) Um, And it kind of, you know, took me, took me aside a a little bit because it, it was just like, it felt so right. It fit. It felt easy. and, and, you know we've constantly had these amazing conversations of what would this look like so we dreamed it up and and the fact that this dream is actually starting to take off and take form and we have incredible people behind us and um and who are looking forward to being a part of this this community i mean that's really what it is is it's it's a global community that we're creating to empower and inspire people who wouldn't have that otherwise. Um, and for us to be in a place like Egypt, as, as you can even imagine, it's not exactly the most open-minded, um, y- you know, secular... <laughs> secular, uh, you know, government, and it's, it's, there's still so much that needs to change. And you can tell that they're hungry for change, they just don't know how to do it. And so, you know, we feel really honored that we get to be a part of this change, and inspire and empower these, these young individuals who are our future, because the world is changing, it's changing fast. And, You know, we get to bring in our gifts and speaking and communication and healing and growth and transformation. And, and we, this is the ripple effect. This is, this is the vision that I was seeing, except I didn't, I didn't know that I would be collaborating with two incredible, beautiful other women and and helping me with this, which I'm so grateful for, by the way, because co-creation, I'm all about co-creation and doing this as a collective.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, Denise. And it's it's a very special time for us because what we did was we were all there under the auspices of WEF or the Women's Economic Forum, and there were thousands of women there who were uh, who are thought leaders and and heavyweight businesswomen in their fields across the globe. And it was amazing when we're talking about ripple effect, Denise. The ripple effect within. Just that conference alone, when I started talking to the tutors of these university students and the the Egyptian members, uh, council members on the committee members of WEF were hearing about it and were so excited to be part of that and to join it with us and get it going. And we had originally planned to meet in October last year, back in uh, Cairo, and run that two day. Event for the university students, and obviously that didn't happen, but it gave us the time, nonetheless. Opportunity always knocks on the door. It gave us the time to to get to talk together, to really flesh it out, and to work out our values and our vision. I'll just read you our vision: it's to create youth speakers to unlock their voice, lifting their profile and presence as future leaders in entrepreneurship. And our mission is empowering influential student ambassadors to advance economic prosperity across cultures and beyond borders. So we, we try to uh, emphasise that we're not teaching the academic stuff. That's what the universities do. But what we're trying to do is open the door into entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship for these students and uh, so that they can engage further in learning And we can provide them with a democratic learning experience and, of course, find their most powerful resource, which is within themselves, so that they can build their self-confidence, sense of self-worth, ability to solve problems and become change makers in society. And the beauty of what Michelle was talking about on um, the 20th, the 20th of March and the 21st in Australia, the International Women's Conference has opened the doors for the very first time. So this is our inaugural conference Conference to open the door to allow those people who are genuinely interested in helping uh, others in, in that philanthropic way to come on board and to speak. So we're opening the doors to allow those people to join us in... Uh, by co-creating and connecting with us and helping us with a non-profit to get ourselves going. Because as you can imagine, to start up uh, a face-to-face conference in the likes of Egypt and then we hope to follow with India after that, it, it takes a lot of time and money to do something. So, Michelle, from your perspective, can you share with our audience how, how you uh, feel that you can um, build Build on empowering our our university students?
1: Well, um, one of our core values is collaboration, and collaboration is key to sustainable change worldwide. Uh, I run a nonprofit organization and I work in three different countries at the moment, and we are based in the United States. And in order to make our nonprofit work and run smoothly, we have to work with existing organizations in those specific countries. So we have to collaborate, we have to learn to work together. And I think that by providing this platform for students to come and learn and speak, they can collaborate with other people around the globe and learn how to make their dreams become a reality. And that, be- that being said, They could have a dream or a vision to start a nonprofit or to become an international speaker or to go into politics and be a change maker. Uh, They could be advocates. They they could really do anything that they want to do. But by being a part of the Student Economic Forum and being a part of this platform, they're really going to know how to rely on one another to help their mission and their vision run smoothly.
0: And that's really important because, as you you may or may not know, if you have been to university or study or not, you would have an absence of that knowledge and you wouldn't know where to go or how to do it and it would seem very overwhelming. So what the students can do is they have an open forum of, of, of a number of women from across the world who can support them and help them and in a philanthropic way. So, Denise, tell us what your um, what your passion is there when you're when you're helping uh, our students.
2: Um, well, you know, it's it's the empowerment, and you know, my my gift is helping unlock people's magic. And everybody has treasure that's living inside of us, but we don't always know what that is. And a lot of the time, it opens up through our past experiences, past traumas, past hurts, and it it, it comes from a really vulnerable place. And it's a place that we are not educated um, in society, or even. You know, in school that, that it's okay to feel. And, you know, and really, I would say empowering people intellectually in their emotional intelligence and their spiritual intelligence, you know, it's not just about what they can learn academically because we can have all the knowledge in the world, but the wisdom comes from the experience. The wisdom comes from, from how we can relate to people because everything that we do as human beings is all relatable. It's all in relationship and, you know if we kind of look at ourselves you know we're not we're we're not taught how to have real relationships we're taught how to be in this box but not truly be authentic to ourselves so you know for me the most exciting thing is is just seeing these these young these young people start to come alive in in what they can actually be i mean i'm all about dreams and dreaming big and and when i when i teach this this You know, my work to this age group, they light up and they're like, oh, my God, I I don't have to be what I'm being taught. I can be whatever I want. And I'm like, yeah, go big. Like, how big do you want to go? And sometimes they'll tell me, oh, well, you know, I, I, that just feels like it's too big. And, you know, I don't want to. And I'm like, no, go there. Go there and just explore and see what it's like. So if you can just imagine the empowerment that is even going to come out of this and the fun, oh, my gosh, the play the you know, yeah, there's going to be, you know, some hurdles and things for us to go through, some of the speed bumps and the emotional stuff. But that's what we're here for. We're here. That that's why we're coming together. as this there's this collective group to to help this this generation rise? Right. We are. We're breaking a major paradigm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are indeed, aren't we? And it's interesting. The ladies have uh, shared with our listeners today about um, their perceptions, and and they were there at the conference. And obviously, what happened there at the Women's Economic Forum conference in Cairo in Egypt last year is the people you uh, um, hosting the rooms or the technology in the rooms were all the university students from around Egypt not just Cairo but around Egypt and they did a phenomenal job absolutely phenomenal job and so I'm just going to share this little quick story when I got off the stage, I was approached by uh, two university students and the event organisers and thanking me uh, for, for speaking. And, uh, and one of the girls said to me, oh, I just want to speak like you on the stage. And I said, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. I'm very honoured. We were chatting. And she kept saying it. And she kept coming back and saying, I really want to speak like you on the stage. And I had been on the stage under a political activist tag so i had been talking about corruption and fraud in a government uh, department here in queensland in australia so my my speech was quite out there and i and i thought wow this is this is powerful stuff but i still didn't actually quite see the connection and then the tutors their uni tutors came over and we all hugged and had photos and it made me feel very special. I, I won't, I won't say or pretend it didn't. It, it was beautiful, and it, and obviously it was right there then when we all hugged, and we had these photos. It wasn't the photos; of the fact that we were all looking at each other, smiling and laughing and chatting, that I realised it was pulling at my heartstrings in terms of education and helping our youth. And so my background has been an educator as a, a principal teacher and principal for over 38 years, and in that time I have uh, set up um, a very powerful group called OCA, or the Outback College of Rural Education, which is a non-profit here. It's a company that's registered as a charity here in Australia, and we did enormous, uh, enormous programs for students who who were unemployed, and now we're we're moving into that university shift to help and sponsor SEF. Because from Australia, we now can see the power of, of helping our university students. And for us in this particular genre, it's agriculture those in rural and isolated areas who struggle with uh, speaking. They struggle with finding the mentors and they struggle with jobs. So they're very excited. The All the committee members of OCA are very excited to coming in and helping us as well, so it has that ripple effect, as, as Denise said. And the beauty of it is, when I I asked for these university students to come back and meet me, I didn't think they would. And I said, "Look, go and I'll go and think about." It. I said, "I'll come back. I'll come back, <laughs> and I'll come back in. In uh, you know, I'll definitely come back and do this. I'll teach you how to speak. But I'll tell you what, I said." Go away for 12 hours and think about it. And if you really, really want me to do this, because it is a bit out there, if you really want me to do it, we'll come back to this very room in 12 hours' time. We've checked our clocks, and I said, and I'll be sitting here waiting for you, and if you come back, I'll make it happen. And I met these girls, and I was telling them about it, and I went down to that room, and uh, and sure enough, they were there. They were there, and I went, oh, Oh, you can imagine the flutter uh, because because it was real. This is this is this is as authentic as it could get. You have got two young ladies in Egypt from uh, you know Cairo University who would feel very very scared and very fearful of speaking to someone like me and saying this is what we want, and that was that was phenomenal. And so I said, right, we'll do it. And we left, and then uh, the three of us met up, and and we had dinner. We had afternoon tea. We had lunches. We had dinner. We had lot, but we over dinner on this on our serviettes, our vision and our values started forming, and that that was pretty special. So Michelle, tell me what your first thoughts were when when you were there at the dinner table with us, and and we were doing that dreaming.
1: <laughs> um. Well, my original thought was, what are us crazy ladies gonna do? (laughs) Um, Because we're all very busy. We all have our our own things going on. Um, And I, oh, sorry about that. And I, I was skeptical, not, not to lie, you know, and that's okay to go into something to be and be a skeptic but i was open to possibilities and that's what's so incredibly important is being open to what the universe gives you and what we have been able to do with that initial meeting and fast forward almost 1 year to now is we've been able to really build a organization that has a direct mission to serve and help young people use their voice to make change and isn't right now an amazing time and opportunity for our youth to learn how to speak up and um you know that that first that first time i mean it's it's two women from america a gal from australia we're on different time zones we use different language sometimes and uh Uh. I mean, I remember Tracy saying some Outback stuff and I, what, what is that? (laughs) What are you talking about? um, But it was, it was, it was fun. And that was, that was what was so important is, is the trust was built and we had fun. I, um, I have a coach and uh, his name is Bill Walsh. And he oftentimes teaches faith, family, fun. You always have to schedule that fun. And the one great thing about Seth is we already came with it instilled in us. So it's awesome.
0: What about you, Denise? What were your thoughts that uh, those very first meals, because we were literally breaking bread together, weren't we? We were having afternoon tea in these beautiful, beautiful places in uh, Egypt and dinners and lunches. What were your first thoughts? <laughs> yeah, um- yeah. I, I, I
2: just want to say, yes, you were skeptical, Michelle. I could see it and feel it. And I, but, but, but what I love about Michelle is that she is open and she just, she just wanted to see what would happen. And she said, you know what, I'm going to be in this a hundred percent until I'm not, you know, like let's just see how this unfolds and each step of the way, you could just kind of see her perking up like, Oh my God, this is actually going somewhere. <laughs> um, Yeah. For me, it, you know, having, I I would say, you know, the initial meeting of Tracy and I remember it really fondly in that tiny, that was actually my favorite restaurant that we went to this tiny little restaurant in a bazaar, uh, in an Egyptian bazaar. And, and that's when Michelle was sitting to my right and we're, we're listening to Tracy and she just had this light about her and the way that she spoke about things. And I was so fascinated by her stories. And I was like, whoa, this woman, like don't mess with this woman. Like she knows, she knows what's up. She's got a big heart, but she's a tough, tough woman. She's been through a lot. And, and then when we ended up having that tea and she brought up this idea, I almost kind of was like, what me like, like, really? Like, oh, okay. And it just, it, but it, it felt so natural. It felt so natural. And it felt like you know, that that dream again, like I like I had said, I've been trying to get this, um, you know, my scholarship program off the ground. And and like, gosh, I really love working with this age students. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is how it's going to happen. I'm like, I see it now. I see how it's all piecing together. This is how Leap Foundation is going to come into it. And, and now we're going to have, you know, we're, we're going to be able to take these kids and bring them globally. Now we're going to be able to take these kids and bring them globally. And I was like, oh, what a fun thing to do. But the thing for me is that, you know, I'm, I, I know what my strong roles are and I know that I am, I am great at delegation. I know I am great at, at keeping myself organized. I don't particularly love the organization. I don't particularly love taking the minutes. I don't particularly love, you know, putting things, all, all the things in a row. But guess what? I had two people whose strong points were those things. And it was like, whoa, this is actually fitting really perfectly. Like we all are are expanding. We're communicating and we're expanding on what our strengths are. And we're and then and then we're handing off where we're not as strong. And it's it, it's it, it has just been such an amazing um I would say just process in, in co-creating with these two. I I've had a lot of fun and, 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 and in all honesty, you know, just even on a personal level, like, you know um, even right now, you know, going through my, my mother's um, passing recently and just having them, they're, they're holding me up. And it's just like, this is what it's all about. This is why we are on this planet. We are here to, to be vulnerable, to connect, to create together. And it, and it's also about communicating and knowing how to do that and telling people what we need right and they've been able to do that. I've been able to do that and it's just
0: been such a lovely process along the way this last year. I love it I love I love listening to these girls and, and the beauty of is the, the power of this story how it all started is is critical for our uni students to hear this to know that anything is possible. Any door can open, and an opportunity can present itself. And it's whether or not you step out onto the fold, so to speak, and take take uh, that opportunity in your hands and run with it. For me, I am uh, that's my personality. So for many people who listen to me, you probably don't know that I'm a Jill of all trades and I do lots of different uh, jobs, but one of them in particular is teaching speaking. And I have my programs called Unlock Your Voice and I teach speaking and I also teach writing to be able to prepare your speeches so that you can have that confidence. And so I have one-on-one clients and one-on-many and conferences, et cetera. So for me to stand up, and speak uh, from a stage has been natural for me as I've been doing it my whole career, so which is a very, very long time. And knowing and understanding remembering how difficult that was when I first started was very, very important. And I suppose what we know that we can offer these young people is a lot of leverage from a lot of people with the heart and the intellect and the, the finances to help these students step up and step ahead and so that, that journey in itself that we've had, so we actually hatched ourselves, incubated Seth um, in Cairo there and off we went and, and uh, flew home to all our areas and kept in contact via WhatsApp. And then what emerged was it, we could have just fallen off, you know, fallen off the, the the wagon, but we didn't. We just kept wanting to connect with each other again. And so we kept connecting and chatting and then finally we decided let's have a meeting and all through COVID we would have these regular meetings and they were formal meetings where we sat down and we took action and we took action and built up uh Seth and I'm just going to quickly show in the screen this beautiful brochure that that lovely Michelle made and it's called this uh, um Student Economic Forum, because I'm reading it backwards. And so Michelle made this for us and with her wonderful skills. So everyone has lots of skills coming into this in the group. And uh, we're going to let you know today that you can find us on our brand new Facebook page called Student Economic Forum. So if you want to follow us, we have just, just started. So we've hatched uh, and so we're delivered and now you're going to watch our journey and our listeners are going to share with us our journey in terms of how we're going to play out there in the big world, and it's an international world. And I know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, that I um, mix with who want to, to make that gigantic leap from, from local and regional level uh, through national in, up into international, and it's, and it's possible. It's absolutely possible. And it wasn't until... I ended up um, learning about the Women's Economic Forum and going there. Uh, and in fact, you know, they were literally saying, don't fly. The day I got on the plane, I said to my family, because my mother's 90 and I was a bit worried about um, her when I came back, and I said to my family, I, I paid and everything happened, I said, what do you think um, would you prefer if I didn't go? And they said, go, this has been your dream forever. And it was the smartest decision I've ever made in my life and I'm so glad I backed myself to go because these opportunities opened up. Who would have thought that we would have been sitting in this beautiful bazaar in the middle of Cairo in these back streets eating this phenomenal food? And I, and I can still remember the table of food and all the people that were around us and we're all sharing our conversations and bubbling up with this information. And so what we rely on is other speakers both beginners and competent speakers, to join us and help us make this a reality. And if you're listening, you might be asking yourself, how can I be a part of that? Well, this is how you can do it. You can come along to our international women's conferences, and they're called CEPH. And a lot of people go, what's CEPH? The Ceph is what we represent. But within our within our own businesses, we represent a lot from what we bring to these meetings. But these conferences are there to build uh, confidence amongst our followers and our and our groups of um, female and male speakers who will come. And then what we'll do is then we will offer them a seat at the table, so to speak, a, a, a foot on the stage. When it comes to the face-to-face in Cairo and India, then we will open up nominations for those people who enjoy what we're doing and believe in our values and stand fast behind them. We'll invite them to come and be speakers in their specific genre to help our students. So it is is specific because our students have said to us that they, they want to They want to be able to, uh, their desire is to speak confidently. And as we all know, if we can't speak confidently, we can't get out what we need to, to say. And then if you don't have a big group behind you to support you, you won't get out either. And that's what the three of us will do. So if you are a speaker or an aspiring speaker or a beginning speaker, come and join us on our International Women's Conference. So you'll find us, um, the CEPH ad- advertisement for that, on Eventbrite and the Student Economic Forum. And, Michelle, can you tell everyone, all our listeners, how to find the- and a free audience ticket in there?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. So we have created a bit.ly link. So if you go to bit.ly forward no, slash int with a capital I, Uh, women's with a capital W, CONF, C-O-N-F with a capital C, then you'll be able to find us. Um, you can also go to forum.com or org, and our information is on there as well. And then of course, our Facebook page, like Tracy said. So I, I do want to, um, Tracy, if it's okay, talk yeah. a little bit about what we are going to see on March 20th and 21st, and then when our next event is scheduled and how you can get involved in that as well. So on march 20th we are starting at 2 p.m pacific time which is actually march 21st for australia time at 7 a.m we are going to be going for uh, roughly 10 hours so we'll be ending about midnight pacific time um that will be about 5 p.m on sunday australian uh brisbane time and uh, we have a- absolutely amazing speakers. So I'm going to go through and tell you a quick list of some of the speakers that we're going to have at the event uh, that you can come and listen to. Caroline Bellinger, Alla Goldman, Samantha Dean, Judy maddox Carol. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I may, I may need some help with these. Um, Carol Pilkington, Christine Erickson, Julie Rasmussen, Anist, Leigh Rourke, Annie Gibbons, Clara Capano, Caldonia Rudd, and Mary D and we also have Didi Wong and we are going to be doing a tribute to Harbine, who is the founder of the Women's Economic Forum and the reason why we are all together. We will have a panel discussion as well with some of our high visibility speakers which were named Uh, within the names that I just mentioned. And uh, we are actually all sold out for this event for speakers. But if you are interested in learning more and interested in coming and and listening and learning how to co-create and collaborate with one another, please come. It's a free audience ticket. Like Tracy said, um, you can go studenteconomicforum.org. We can go to that bit.ly link, which is a bit.ly forward slash i n t W-O-M-E-N-S-C-O-N-F to find more information. And then our next event is scheduled for May 15th and 16th, which it's going to be May 16th and 17th Australian time. And it's going to be a two-day event because we had so many people want to come and contribute. Um, So stay tuned for how you can get tickets to that event and how you can be invited to be a speaker as well. So thank you again.
0: Okay, thank you, Michelle. So that gives you a little bit of an idea where you can find us. Remember, we're brand new and we're not afraid of bearing our vulnerability of being brand new because this is the most important part about it. Our students will be able to watch firsthand the way we have um, hatched, so to speak, incubated this, this business, and then we'll be able to teach them what steps and processes we, we go through whilst we're building this so they're part of that. It's, it's not hidden behind uh, the stage doors or anything so that they can understand and learn how we went about doing it and why we did what we did and uh, and why it's important to learn from that because that's the, the whole idea, that we're sharing our, our um, business acumen, we're sharing our skills and our knowledge for free with these students. And to do that, we have to leverage a larger group behind us to help us uh, to support that. So, what's the benefits for you if you're a speaker? I bet you're asking that now, and the benefits are huge. So, if you would like to buy a speaker ticket for the May uh, conference, because obviously um, the March one it it um, sold out really, really quickly. And if we uh, if we could have, we would have done two days, but we're all we're all you know got our own things that are happening. So in In May on the 15th or 16th, if you're in the US, or 16th, 17th 17th in Australia, we're having a two-day one. And the benefits for you as a speaker is that you get to rehearse and share your brand um, knowledge. So you get to share what it is that you stand for. So not only are other businesswomen hearing about it, but also we're preparing you for the ability to speak or to nominate to speak on a stage in a global forum in front of university students. So there's a huge apple at the end of um, that uh, fishing line, isn't there? Uh, fish, apple, <laughs> whatever. It's, there's an apple <laughs> at the end there that that is a draw card. And obviously this is a phenomenal opportunity. A lot of people, my clients, come to me and say, how can I, how do I make that that leap from you know, local or regional speaking to international? And so that's what I teach. And I teach how to do that, the process of it, and how to build up their ability to speak publicly and to build up their confidence and build up their resilience because when we speak, we are bearing all. Now we're all we're all confident and competent speakers here in front of you today. But we all know the vulnerabilities that we bear when we go out on a stage. And we all know very well what it feels like to have to build your courage to get up there and do it. Because it, it isn't just something you just jump on a stage and talk. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to get you to that stage. So that's what I do. I teach people to, to get to that stage. And I love it. And I, and I love watching people do that fabulous leap. Within the first four hours of training with me, so um, and that's just getting their pitch right, for example, and then I get them to do a live video, and they're on. They've started. They've literally gone global, if you think about it. Because if you get on your live video and you're speaking on in any of your social media, you are actually global. And this is—it's a mindset, isn't it—that a lot of people don't realize, and and it's the mindset of money, that oh, I can't afford to speak. Because someone should pay you. Well, that's a bit sad in this world because our attitude is it's uh, yes, yes, people pay us to speak, but also this particular program, the Student Economic Forum, is philanthropic, which means this is the first of its kind in the world, and we have to give back. So this is calling on all the business women around the world who want to give back. And the minute you release that a mindset of saying yes i can do that then you'll find boom 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 doors open exponentially and i can i can assure you doors will open and we saw that happen didn't we ladies that very day that we spoke the people around us they're all going i want to be i want to be in this too i want to be in this too and of course caution dictated that you can't have a huge huge group when you're managing something like this and that it, it takes a lot of work and time and, and, and cross time zones. We wanted to keep it very small, but we wanted to have a tribe in behind us that were that keen with our values, and that's all we needed—a tribe. So that's what it's about. So there were two layers of tickets. If you are a beginner speaker and you're a little bit nervous about it, but you really want to have a go, then there was a general, cheaper ticket uh, to enter. And if you were a high visibility speaker and uh, you wanted X, Y, and Z out of this, then there was a second level, second tier of ticket purchase to enter for the opportunities to speak. And all audience tickets are free. So the benefits for those people who are in the high vis are free marketing and uh, a lot of other uh, goodies that they'll get. And so if you keep your eye out, and you want to be part of this, then you would get on to studenteconomicforum dot org or you would get onto the Facebook site, Student Economic Forum, and and say in your comments. So we'll put a we'll put a post up today calling people to come and join us and uh, telling them how they can contact us because it's really, really important. And it's about our students. So we are we are actually um, targeting women. Women are uh, university students because it was the women that came to us originally asking for help. And then when I had the 12-hour meeting, if you remember the story, the men came, the young men who were the presidents, et cetera, they came to the table too and I looked, I went, oh, this is, this is for women. But they said, but what about us? We want to be involved too. And we thought, wonderful, but you can only be involved if you are supportive of the cause of women's leadership across cultures and beyond borders. You have to be supportive of that cause if you're a male to come into this group. And they said, yep, yeah, straight away, yes, yes, yes. So this is doable. This is really exciting. The opportunities are phenomenal. And we're starting this group and our legacy for, for decades to come, I know, will be here. So we'll be passing the baton on to help others. Now, I know I'm watching the time. Denise... Would you like to tell me what uh, you're hoping will be on the agenda uh, for our uh, first face-to-face in Egypt? Um, you mean as far as topics go? Yes, yes.
2: Um, you know what? It's really coming down. What I'm noticing just of the the people who uh, responded so quickly to this um it, the the uh, gosh, the topics are are broad range, but it, it's all empowerment in some way, shape or form. Um, and it's going in, it's going deep it's 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 discussing even some taboo topics that you know were like mental health, you know, things that that um, that you don't necessarily always see on stages. And it's all really, really relevant to um to what we are breaking out of in our old programming so um it's in in i guess in some way shape or form it's all transformational work and it's really exciting because everybody each speaker has their take on what transformation looks like and every part of it plays a key part and every person is going to impact someone who is like oh my gosh that's what i'm going through right now and that's what we want because whatever they're saying is going to have an effect on
0: someone in the audience. That's exactly right. And what about you, Michelle? Uh, I know we've talked about um, our first face-to-face conference in Egypt. What is it that you th- you think will be really powerful there for those um, sessions, those speaker sessions?
1: Really to instill confidence in our youth and to, um, equip them with what they need in order to speak up because it is, oh, excuse me. Sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Um, It is very difficult sometimes uh, for people to use their voice for the first time. And like Tracy talked about uh, teaching somebody to speak on stage or teaching somebody to speak up. You can teach that in the first four hours of a session, but it's by instilling that um, that confidence and and allowing them to fail and to fail forward. And that first event that we have live in Egypt, I'm hoping that we inspire so many people and so many young people to stand up against what is not working in the 21st century, and using their Fill, a, fill, in thramp, fill in their nonprofit skills <laughs> uh, to really make a change. So, um, you know, I, I was able to turn my pain into a purpose and and transform my life from from victim to victor. And if I can do it, then other people can do it too. And that's why we're standing on the stage together is because we're showing people, we're showing our youth that no matter what you go through, no matter how hard your life has been, you don't have to live in those circumstances and that you can overcome whatever is presented in front of you.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now I'm looking at the clock ticking away here. So I'd like to appeal to those people out there who are keen to sponsor this group, who would like to sponsor the Student Economic Forum. And that could be in all sorts of um, things. It could be in in a cash... Uh, cash um, donation and uh, remember that uh, we, we are a non-profit so we are philanthropic and uh, and i'll break that up for everyone it's phil and <laughs> and it's hard it's exactly hard and so it's as simple as that teaching how do we stand on stage and say we're th- philanthropists will get your tongue around that we are philanthropists, so you can break down those, um, those words down so it's easier and everyone can have a giggle about it because it is about failing. It is yes. There's nothing wrong with failing, as Michelle said. Absolutely nothing. We've all, we've all done it, haven't we? <laughs> we've all done a load of failing, and, uh, and I know that sometimes when I speak, my Australians speak and especially because I was a bushy, um, it, it gets a little bit hard and sometimes it gets difficult for people to understand. But believe me, we're genuine and we're real and we can make this happen. So we've got students from lots and lots of different academic uh, areas, so engineers, we've got educators, we've got uh, business students, we've got IT students, we've got creative design students, we've got agriculture students. Can you imagine as a business, if you're listening today how they could help you. You might be looking, like I could be looking for a jockey to to ride our horses. It's as simple as that. Now, they might not be in a university, but I know I could meet them when I'm over there quite easily. And so it's all about opening up doors for these young people and saying, gee, you know, I'd like to sponsor this group and then I'd like to meet some of these students to see if there was someone that might fit my business or might fit my um, my entrance uh, um, ambassadorship, etc. Or would like to even speak about what we're doing. So if you're interested in that, please uh, come into my website here, uh, bbsradio.com and leave a message. Michelle's mentioned studenteconomicforum.org also. We've got um, all of us here today, and you can follow us all, Denise, Michelle, Michelle Dewsbury, myself, Tracy Tully, on Facebook, all our personal pages, as well as Unsilenced Voices for Michelle, uh, Bridge the Love for Denise and Motivating Resilient Women for myself, and come and join us and help us. So we'd love to share that with you, our wisdom wisdom, and our knowledge, but our ability to leverage others and bring you along it's free marketing for you as well so there's all sorts of ways that you can sponsor us and we'll be sharing more about that in um, further sessions that we're going to speak on here on Tracy Tully talks so watching the clock countdown thank you so much listeners for listening to us today we will be back to share more to tell you about it if you're keen let us know join us And uh, have a wonderful time. It is Valentine's Day and look what I've been doing. I have opened the box of chocolates. And so happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Ladies, chocolate to you too. (laughs) Farewell and thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another 60 Minutes of Inspiring Talking Points on Tracy Tully Talks, brought to you by bbsradio.com tune in every thursday morning at 10 a.m australian time aest and 5 p.m pt time in america leave me a message on my website at www.bbsradio.com forward slash tracy tully talks if you're interested in lifting the profile presence and profit of your business sponsorship opportunities are available until next thursday it's goodbye from me